0: What are reasonable expectations for the Wild in 2023-2024? Well, in order to figure that out, we need to know who exactly this Wild team is. We have some answers today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If you are a first time listener to Lockdown Wild, we're glad to have you on board. Make sure you take the time to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. If you are an everyday listener who tunes in each and every day of the week, we're glad to have you back for today's episode. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we will take a look at what we can expect from the Wild in 2023-2024 by taking a look at who this Minnesota Wild team is. My name is Seth Topal. Your daily Minnesota Wild insider and Lockdown Wild boot camp is officially underway. For the next two months, we'll be taking a look at every single aspect on a team and individual level of what we can expect from the Wild in 2023-2024, stat projections, rankings amongst the division, every angle covered, no stone unturned. And to kick things off, we need to start by looking at reasonable expectations for the Wild in 2023-2024. What are they capable of? What are we expecting to see from this team? But in order for us to do that, it would be helpful to look at who this Minnesota Wild team is. And what do we know about this Wild roster? For the most part, it is the same roster that we saw last season. And it was a Wild team last year. That scored 239 goals and gave up 219. So, at a base level, it was a team that struggled to score goals at points, but was pretty good at preventing opponents from scoring themselves. The Wild as a team ranked 23rd in the NHL with 239 goals, just behind the Winnipeg. Jets and the New York Islanders uh, that was near the bottom of the list. And in fact, the Wilds were the fewest goals scored by a playoff team this past season. And uh, the only team that was even close was the Winnipeg Jets with 246. Beyond that, everybody else was uh, top 15 or better. So a team that had some trouble scoring goals in terms of goals against the Wild were sixth in the NHL with those 219 goals against. And this coming off the heels of the Wild team that scored 305 goals and gave up 249. So you lose a substantial amount. But you give up 30 fewer goals. Now, special teams wise, the Wild were better this past season. Power play was right at 15th at 21.43%. Penalty kill was 10th. And so the Wild's offense in five on five, in fact, you look at the league average for expected goals. For this past season in five on five. Uh expected goals for in five on five situations, 176 per team. The Wild ended up scoring 144 5 on five goals. Their expected goals for was 163.6. So expected to be a little below average, but they ended up being way below average and their expected goals against at 165 they gave up 140. So just a a team that relied on good goaltending was able to improve on special teams and by and large kept things tight. This was not a wild team that really blew anybody out. And so on a base level we can I think expect a lot of those types of things to happen again. Now, if we go even a little bit further into that, you had a few players who had emerging seasons. Matt Boldy, for one, had that great month of March that uh, led to him scoring 30 goals this past season. Jewel Eriksson was on track for another career high offensively before his season was cut short due to injury. Freddie Goudreau emerged with a career high in goals. You had Sam Steele in what was a, a bit of a weird season for him, establishing career highs in a bunch of different categories. But in addition to having those guys who exceeded their expectations offensively, you had many players who didn't meet the marks, most notably Ryan Hartman and Marcus Fellino who combined were 35 goals short of what they were able to do this past season and whether or not it was even feasible for them to replicate those years is that's, that's another topic for another day. But the fact that those players regressed and you had a limited amount of players step in to help offset that lack of production It's a wild team that is banking on those players getting back towards that form of two years ago. They may not reach it, but needing guys like Marcus Foligno and Ryan Hartman to get closer to where they were as opposed to what happened this past season. So it's a wild team that is once again going to be led by their defense and goaltending. The goalie combo is back this season. Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury with the expectation that Fleury's game will regress a little bit more due to him being a year older, being offset by the fact that Philip Gustafson is likely going to get a starter's share of the, the games this year. So you can kind of offset some of that. But by and large, it's going to be the same formula this past season That it will be this year. A team that relies on defense and goaltending. A team that wins a lot of close games. A team that is not really capable of erasing multi-goal deficits. And a team that relies more on structure and physicality than they do on speed and skill. So... That's where the expectations for this coming season come into play is we saw a wild franchise last year, make the postseason get knocked out of the first round once again. And so if it's going to be mostly the same team, are we going to have mostly the same results? We'll look, take a look at expectations For the 2023 2024 season, when we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, after this, take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. If you've been betting on the Twins recently, you may have found more luck betting on their opponents, but hopefully they'll be able to turn it around so that you can start putting money down on your favorite players such as Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, and others. And you can do all of that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will be continuing Locked on Wild boot camp as we take a look. At the schedule at large, looking at some of the biggest games of the season, and we will continue to look at expectations for the 2023-2024 season. So if the roster is mostly the same, there are going to be some differences. Brock Faber in the lineup in place of Matt Dumba. You have Pat Maroon in the lineup for Ryan Reeves, and likely Kalen Addison in the lineup for... John Klingberg down the stretch. There will be some structural changes as well, most notably on special teams. And the hope is that you'll get Kirill Kaprizov for the full season, Jewel eriksson for the full season as well. But beyond that, it's going to pretty much be the same group for the Wild this coming season. And it is interesting because you look at how free agency went. There was a lot of improvement in the Western Conference, more so in the East, but there was improvement in the Western Conference. You have teams at the top of the Central Division that continue to be dangerous, most notably Dallas and Colorado. And so the question becomes, are the Wilds still ahead of teams like St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg, And others to where the wilds can be more locked into a top spot in the division as opposed to a fight for the wild card race. And so just looking at the central division and who the wilds are going to have to contend with this season, you can start to cross a couple of teams off the list. Chicago, while they got Connor Bedard and they did add some nice pieces, including Taylor Hall in the offseason, they still have a lot of work to do. And so I'm confident in putting Chicago near the bottom of the list in terms of the Central Division postseason picture. Arizona, same story. They get Logan Cooley. They'll have, uh, they made some solid additions, including Jason Zucker here in the offseason, but again, it's still a Coyote franchise that is still trying to get things figured out and still trying to find their way um, over these last few years kind of in this new direction they've been going. Still confident in putting them near the bottom of the list. So those two teams pretty solidly entrenched at the bottom. St. Louis, Nashville, and Winnipeg to me are the interesting ones. Winnipeg has started to sell off pieces to try to fit more of Rick Bonus's vision and to get rid of veterans who were not going to re-sign with the Jets to try to get something back in return. Pierre-Luc Dubois, most notable there, but Connor Hellebuck, Mark Scheifele, also mulling their futures in Winnipeg. And so if they stay as Jets into the season, is that going to have a carryover effect for Winnipeg? I, I think of those three that I would probably put Winnipeg behind Nashville and St. Louis. I think St. Louis then next, and I think Nashville beyond that. But it's interesting because you look at the Predators, who took a step back last season, have added some pieces, added some veterans this offseason. To try to get back into the mix. I still view there being a little bit of a gap between where the Wild are at and where the Predators are at. Now, can that gap be closed if players perform above their expectation level, above their projections? Absolutely. So that's where I view the Wilds being at for this season, at least in the Central Division. Other teams that'll be fighting it out In the Western Conference, you have, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Seattle Kraken, most likely there. But look at the rest of the Pacific Division picture. Anaheim Ducks, they'll be near the bottom once again. San Jose Sharks, same story. Calgary Flames, I would say, are going to be a team in transition this year, which leads me to believe that they will not be going for a playoff spot either Vancouver could challenge if they continue to take steps under Rick Tockett, but they are also a team that I think is mostly out of the postseason picture. And so if you assume that the four in the Pacific, make it Vegas, Edmonton, Los Angeles, Seattle, and you assume that Colorado and Dallas make it. If none of those four in the Pacific make it, that means that the wild card is coming from the central, and if Winnipeg takes a step back, that spot is there for Nashville, and that puts the Wild in position to where, unless things go horribly wrong, that they'll probably be looking at another postseason berth this season as well. Now, that's just all on paper. There's a reason that the seasons play out As they do, because often things don't go according to plan. But based off of just looking at where everyone is at, I think the expectation for this season is going to be that this is a wild team that contends for a postseason spot and ultimately will be in it. Probably until the final few weeks of the season depending on if somebody rises to the occasion from that group of three, St. Louis, Nashville, and Winnipeg. If one of those three rises to the occasion, they could give the Wild some trouble in the division for one of those spots. But beyond that, I have a hard time seeing a scenario in which the Wild don't make the postseason just because there are so many teams in the West that are not quite there yet. So expectations, I think, for the Wilds are the postseason. And we've heard Bill Guerin talk about this and Dean Evason talk about this as well. They want this team to make the playoffs every season. So that's the expectation level uh, for this team as we gear up for 2023-2024. Now, as for how that happens and what needs to happen for the Wilds, in order to make a postseason birth happen? We'll dive into that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will continue Locked on Wild boot camp. We'll hear from Zach Zeman this week, as well as Charles Stewart. Try to get Jaden Homuth in on the action as well. As we continue to overturn every stone Leading you up to the start of the season in October. So, if the expectation for this wild team is that they will make the postseason, how does that, what needs to happen in order for this to be achieved? And what's the expectation if it doesn't happen? So, let's start with the goaltending. With Philip Gustafson signed, and Marc-Andre Fleury returning. We broke down the Gustafson signing on yesterday's episode of Lockdown Wilds for the Everydayers. Uh, You heard kind of our expectations of what Gustafson will have this season for a workload. It's going to be the assumption that he gets the starter's workload this year and that Fleury moves to a backup role. So if Fleury's game regresses a bit, Because he's going to be another year older. And we've seen there be some issues with rebound control throughout not only his wild tenure, but basically his NHL career. That's just the style of play that he operates with. And the wild have had some difficulties with that uh, at points through Fleury's tenure in Minnesota. So if he's a year older and rebound control continues to still be an issue. The Wild will be able to mitigate that by going to Gustafson more if he's the clear starter and gets 50 starts as opposed to the 30ish that he got this past season. That should help the Wild's goaltending maintain the level that it had from this previous season. Now you're probably not going to be third in the NHL, fourth in the NHL in save percentage um, again. But if you can even be somewhere between four and eight, even if you're in the top 10, because there's not a huge difference between those top 10 teams, if you can still maintain a top 10 goalie tandem for this wild roster, that's going to help considerably for this team. They need the goaltending and the defense to continue to do what they have over the last few years because. The expectation will be that players on offense repeat. That's been kind of the that's been the Bill Guerin line over the last couple of years. Guys with career seasons repeat in order for this team to maintain its success. And so, guys like Matt Boldy, Joel Eriksson,ek Freddie Goudreau, the expectation is that they maintain what they did this past season. And guys like Ryan Hartman and Marcus Felino get back to where they were at um, two years ago. I Some of those players, Boldy, for example, I think is capable of replicating what he did this past season. The hope will be that he is a little more consistent with his performance and that All of it doesn't come essentially in one month. Granted, that was a a huge boost to be able to do that with Kirill Kaprizov out of the lineup. But Boldy, Jewel Eriksson Ek, I think you can expect for them to continue to progress because we've seen it from Eriksson Ek for the last several seasons, and we saw Boldy step in and be the leader with Kirill Kaprizov out of the lineup. So. Boldy and Erickson Eck maintain, maybe improve their performance a bit. Kirill Kaprizov with a full offseason healthy should be back to his form of uh, the last couple of seasons and uh, hopefully not having a year cut short due to injury. And then guys like Matt Succarello, who tailed off at the end of the season. The offense could potentially, improve over what they did in 2022-2023 because you've got the combination of Boldy, Eriksson, and Johansson who looked really good at the end of the season last year before injuries took Eriksson out of the lineup. So you combine that with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello on the top line, if they can rebound to form, that should be a better top six than the Wild had at the beginning of the season. Uh, Which could hopefully help them score a few more goals uh, than they did this past year. If the Wilds can go from 23rd to even top 15 in offense, you're talking about the Edmonton Oilers. uh, Actually, I beg your pardon. You're talking about the Carolina Hurricanes at 15 with 262 goals scored this past season. uh, The Wilds, if they scored 23 more goals, would be in the top 15. So it's not going to take a ton, but they will need a couple of guys to rebound or to maintain their current form to get to that level. And special teams wise, the expectation is going to be that the power play is more consistent is not as reliant on that top pair uh, top grouping With a non-existent second unit. The expectation will be that the special teams are more consistent. And the penalty kill can get through the whole season without uh, really tailing off at the end of the year. That's the formula if things go well. If this season doesn't end up derailing. And I think we're all in pretty good lockstep. With the expectations, if things don't go according to plan, if players get injured and are not in the lineup on a consistent basis, if the goaltending falls off, if the defense falls off, if the offense struggles worse than they did this past year, well, the expectation then is that this team is going to try to get a look at the youth on the roster and try to figure out some of these players that can be impact players over the next couple of seasons ahead of $14.7 million in dead cap money coming available. So the expectation, if this ends up being a lost season and the postseason ends up not being an option, get some prospects on the roster to be able to Get a good look down the stretch so that you can start to whittle off who's in, who's out, and what you need, uh, more importantly, going forward. So by and large, it's going to be a similar feel to what we had this past season. A lot of grinded out type games, not as exciting and flashy as two years ago, but a wild team that will... Fight for and earn everything that they get and should be in postseason contention come the end of the season that's if everything goes according to plan if not all bets are off because here's the other thing to take into consideration as well there's not nearly as much money available to bring in help this year if the wilds end up being in a spot to potentially add at the deadline. That possibility is not going to be as readily available this year as it has been in past seasons. So what you see is going to largely be what you get with the expectation being that if things don't go well, that you'll see some of the prospects get their chance to uh, try to fill in for some of the guys who are nearing the end of their wild tenure. Uh, here down the stretch. So that is just a look at the expectations for the wild in 2023, 2024 at large. We'll dive into all of these throughout the next couple of months as well as we continue Locked on Wild Bootcamp. Make sure to take the opportunity to subscribe to Locked on Wild on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. And especially as we continue to navigate through Locked on Wild Boot Camp. We've got a lot coming at you here over the next couple of months, so make sure that you stay tuned to Locked on Wild every step of the way. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.